Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to the sounds of a dynasty. Being the underdog the last three games in the playoffs. Maybe a lesson learned for everybody else out there in the future. Yeah, just know that the Kansas City Chiefs are never underdogs. The official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio, KCSP Kansas City, WDAF HD2 Liberty, always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, here we go on a Monday. Cody and Gold, full crew back together. Well, part of the crew. I said I was about to say full crew. Drew will be back tomorrow. He's good though. Two thirds, two thirds of the crew. We got Q producing the show. Good it's to the have summer him. crew. That's well. This is yeah. This is a throwback yeah, to last summer intern. We got Q producing today. Uh, I was saying full crew because I looked across the way. I'm like, oh. The familiar face, yeah. Cody's. I was back. only gone one I know, day. I, know, like I was I gone forever. It felt longer though, just because like it was really the the weekend. Even though it wasn't as long as President's Day weekend, I don't know. Maybe it was the weather. Like the days felt longer because it was. I guess technically the days are longer now with the sun and everything, and it was beautiful weather as we continue to have in KC. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I had a really busy Saturday, so the weekend kind of felt fast in that regard. Saturday's just like a busy day, so I spent you know part of Friday catching up on the rest of life stuff. And then Saturday, as you knew, I had this, like, uh, diaper party for my buddy in which we, like, uh, I played the house for Blackjack. And, look, I was the villain. The house won the whole time during Blackjack. It was a really unfair set of Blackjack hands. But then outside of that, it was fun, you know? Good weekend. Good to be back. Hope you enjoyed some of the weather. Did you actually like go outside? I walked the dog a little bit uh, yesterday. We went on a nice little walk. Yeah, absolutely. Had the, the windows in the house open a little bit. All of that. Yeah. Do you turn off? Are you uh, turn off the AC? Turn off or turn off the heat? 
or just like leave it at the temperature knowing that it's just not really working. Although there was at one point the AC did kick on. Now I, I nipped that in the butt pretty quick. I was about but, to say too it, early for but AC. It did, it did kick on though, because I, I turned the heat off obviously this, this weekend. And at one point in the middle of the night, I heard it kick on two nights ago and I was like, Whoa, whoa what the hell is going Easy. on? But it got up Easy. to, at that point it got up to 74. I'm like, it feels a little, it feels a little warm in here. So yeah, it's that it's that weird point. It's February still. Let's not forget. Uh, but it's it's been fantastic. Hope everybody's had a chance to take advantage of that. Hope everybody had a fantastic weekend. You can hit us up on the Jay's Southland Toast Service text line nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Maybe that's what Drew's actually doing. To maybe he just decided to golf. He said, "Screw it, guys. I'm just gonna honestly." Golf. Would you blame him? Not Pretty really. good day for it. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, oh, well, I actually do know, but it's personal. You know what? You you try to get Drew to admit why he was gone. <laughs> Yeah, let the speculation. <laughs> I'm begin. making it sound like it's something yeah. nefarious. Let, it's not. Let the speculation. The speculation. Uh, and what we all thought at the time was ridiculous, and only one person was pushing it out there. Nobody believed it Literally was really true. Um, now looks even more foolish today. And I'm referencing like Florio suggesting that Andy Reid was going to retire, and then you wake up today, and Tom Pelissero is reporting that Andy Reid and the Chiefs are beginning negotiations in the coming weeks on a new contract that should soon make him the highest paid coach in football. I know Bob had mentioned this a couple weeks back as well, if not a month or so that potentially an extension was on the way. None of us here in Kansas city believed he was ever retiring. The extension part would make sense. That's even more interesting, or at least a new new deal would, would make him the highest paid coach because his current deal is up on in 2025, but is it, just new terms or is it actually going to be a full-blown extension it sounds like if they're going to make him the highest paid coach they're probably going to add a couple years onto this thing on a deal that was set to expire in 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 a season oh shocker old florio talking out his ass and look that's not the main part of this story i think there's more important things for us to obviously talk about as it relates to what this means for the chiefs how long he's going to coach all these things to go with it but first on florio he's an idiot we told you this whole time and, and just go back to the way he was wording those tweets. He will never, ever admit to you he was wrong. He was like, you know, and look, I don't know what it was, man. It was probably like the copy boy was like, I wonder what would happen to my job if Reed retired. And Florio ran with that. Like there were some rumblings in the building that they were preparing for that inevitability. Do I think every professional franchise on the planet with a 60 plus year old coach has a five year plan and what the next coaching plan could look like? Of course I do. Did I ever think that meant Andy Reid was going anywhere? No, but this is great news for the Chiefs. Most of the estimates put Andy Reid is around the seventh or eighth highest paid coach in the NFL. Let's be honest here. That's not enough. The Chiefs have to have the highest paid quarterback, highest paid coach, and highest paid general manager in the league right now. They're a dynasty. Everyone deserves their checks. What's good about this is Andy, if he's going to get paid that amount, a lot easier to keep on chugging along there at the coaching level if on top of it, you're making, what, 18, 19, $20 million a year? What could that extension come into? Remember what Ben Johnson was asking for? Or reportedly what some of the other top coaches are making? He might make $20 million a year. Yeah, I think $20 million is actually very much in play. And the good news there is that is strictly, you know, uh, a negotiation between Andy and Clark Hunt. We know it has no bearing on what you can do roster-wise. That's the beautiful thing with the front office extensions and coaching extensions. That is, that is strictly just what, basically whatever ownership's willing to pay to make it happen. Uh, and, of course, he is as deserving as anybody in the National Football League for, for a new deal and should give some comfort to, uh, to Chiefs fans, even though I don't know anybody that really was believing the Florio stuff, but still, like, wondering, okay, maybe not next year, but is it a year from now or two years from now? If this extension or this new deal making him the highest paid head coach does happen here in the next month, 
Um, it makes you feel better that Cody, we aren't just talking about one more year. It'll, it'll be three plus more years. I really, I really believe yeah. that we have said consistently. And I think it's pretty obvious when you have Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in football, unless you have a health matter that truly you have to stay home from and need to be home. Right. And you, you can't coach or you don't want to coach because of a health concern. Why, why would you hang it up? You have a chance to distance yourself from the pack and maybe end your career as the greatest coach of all time. I really think I, I said it when Belichick didn't get a job I, and we'll see if he gets another one next year or the following year, I should say. But if Belichick doesn't coach in the NFL again and Andy coaches another three plus and gets another ring, I'm, Andy Reid, the door is open for him to end up as the greatest coach in NFL history. What helps him is he's going to have the same amount of success with his life-altering good quarterback, great quarterback, right, as Bill Belichick had with his considering the years. He's never going to have the longevity with Mahomes that Bill Belichick got the benefit of with this. And look, this is always like, I'll be worried when Andy leaves. I obviously think he's one of the better coaches in the NFL. So, of course, I'll be concerned over, like, when he leaves and what that means. But I also think that it's fairly obvious that Brady taught us the age-old question of, which one matters more? And the answer is the quarterback. It's always the quarterback. Andy Reid has always been a great coach. That has not changed. That is still the same thing it was before. What did it take for him to start winning Super Bowls gold? Having the best quarterback in the entire NFL. Once you put those things together, it's not that Andy couldn't. I mean, he's going to NFC title games. Got to of Super Bowl. He's having success. Having the quarterback makes a difference. But I like the pairing for as long well, yeah. as I can pair them together. I'm thinking this means at least, and you and I have had this conversation. All right, how long do I think Andy Reid's coaching? At least four years? Like, I know that that sounds optimistic, but I would say at least four. And you and I were saying at least five, five years ago. Mm -hmm. So I'm tacking on more now at the end of this thing. And I'm assuming you're feeling the same three, four years at least. Yeah. I mean, if the extension happens, I think we're, we're past just, Oh, at the end of 2025 revisit. I, I think now you have to look closer to 26, 27 um, before you would start to get really concerned. I, it, to me, it's just hopefully that it's not a problem, right? That, that it's going to be uh, something that he gets to go out on, on his own terms. What I mean by that is, if, if the health is never an issue, I think he'll be coached until he's 70. I really, I really believe that. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think this is somebody that just steps away because he gets tired. He's not ever getting tired of it. It is, it is something that will have to prevent him um, from, from coaching. And when Mahomes is 28 years old, you just don't walk away no. from that. I mean, even in three years from now, Mahomes will still be 31, going on, you know, soon to be 32. Like, that, that is what's crazy about the situation. It'd be one thing if you told me uh, Mahomes was 40 already. Well, then I'd say, oh, maybe they go out at the same time. No, that's, that's not going to be. The question will be, and I think now we're getting closer to the real conversation of who ends up actually lasting longer, Andy Reid or Travis Kelsey? I, know I think he, Reed. I, I think it is. Yeah, I think it's yeah. going to be Andy. Um, Kelsey, I mean, I just still think that there's, there's still the updated timeline for him the same as they were because we don't know how this deal is going to work out yet, but the timeline was the same. They were both no longer under contract in 2025. That was the original thought. I got to be honest, man. I don't think they're just paying Andy Reid to be the highest head coach without the years added. So now Andy will no longer be falling under that terms. And you can pay Travis Kelsey now if you want, but he's got to guarantee you that he's planning on playing for a little bit longer before you start dipping your toe in that water. It's fantastic news for the Chiefs that once again, they're working this out. And but yeah, and what we said before, there's no reason why you wouldn't pay. Hey, Andy Reid, pay Brett Veach. Those are the easy checks to cut. Remember when I had asked, we were on Radio Row and we had Clark Hunt on the show. 
was like, hey, when I know it's a lot of money, but when Patrick Mahomes comes asking for money, that's an easy check. He's like, yeah. He's like, it's a lot of money. But yes, it's it's like, sure. There you go. Sign on the dotted line. It's all yours. I got to imagine it's the same thing. Well, with no, no brainer decisions, both that, you know, with what the results and also just who they are as, as people in your organization. Like they're, they're not, you're not, you're not worried about anything assigning uh, massive contracts, big time money, highest paid money to any of the three names that you just mentioned. Heck throw a fourth in there. Kelsey, uh, Mahomes, Reed and Veach. And those yeah. are those, it goes without saying. And the results completely speak for themselves at this point. Would you, I guess, uh, when it comes to Andy Reid and extension and Travis Kelsey and Witchin, would you give Kelsey an extension if he asked for it? I would. He's got two more years left on the yeah. deal. So, no, no, I don't need You're no. going to ride that out yeah. a little bit longer? Yeah, I think that's. If he said, hey, look, I'm looking at four years. You give me two more in the back end of this thing? in two years. <laughs> Yo, yeah, because you're, you're putting him on ice. Well, because he's he's gonna finish his career in Kansas City. I, I don't I don't I'll call the bluff yeah, on fair. that. He's not going anywhere. He's either retiring as a chief or or, or just not. You know, he's, he's not going to finish his career somewhere else. He's got two years left on his contract. So yeah, there's no need to do an extension on on Kelsey's part. No, absolutely not. I know you guys had Vernon on Friday for a couple hours of the show. First thing before I ask you about something that took place in spring training this weekend. Did you guys get into the baseball uniform and the very unfortunate yes, level the of the pants? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, you, you wake up on Friday, you're scrolling through Twitter, Goodness. and you see Fernando Tatis. Way more of Fernando Tatis than, than any you were of, planning than on any seeing. Of us needed to see. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, uh-huh. you got the the other player. Uh, I can't remember who it was for the Giants. Yes, we did talk about the the see through pants are a major issue in baseball. So much so that multiple teams are wearing the old pants, and then also even the top of the uniform. The the lettering is way smaller. It looks like your your little league team. Yeah, Chico Bail Bonds. Yeah, it's, it it's terrible. Good. Yes, no, we did get into that. Okay, good, great. I wanted to make sure that I was going to be really disappointed in this show. If for some reason, even though it had become a major topic, we didn't talk about see-through pants We talked talk about see-through pants and some balls, and we talked about nipples on Friday's oh, wow. show. You, Why nipples? Uh, because there's plastic surgery, a new trend in New York. People, men are spending five grand, Cody. Five grand? plastic surgery on their nipples to make them look almond-shaped like David Beckham's, apparently. Okay, well... <laughs> That's yeah, just that a, that's just a up. that's a big waste of money. And Pete Sweeney informed us of pepperoni sized nipples. Yeah, that was a whole conversation we had. Huh? I have very small nipples. If you're curious, <laughs> are they almond sized? No, they're kind of like they're like penny shaped. They're like uh, they're like little circles. Uh-huh. If you're curious, now you uh, yeah. now you know. We've got video stream as I as I. Oh offered, yeah, should I, I just lift up, the shirt? I offered to Pete Sweeney. I said you can just you can just. We, we, there's no FCC requirements on the on the YouTube Ooh. channel. Yeah, I mean, again, it's, you know, uh, that doesn't call it the decency standards. But yeah. from a baseball perspective yesterday, we once again got a little preview of our guy Cole Reagans. Yes. I'll be honest, yes. I was a little bit worried about him dropping a 101-mile-per-hour <laughs> pitch in a spring training game, just for most people. Normally, it's a buildup in velocity. Normally, you would expect him to be throwing 100, like, later on in spring training. But I'm going to ignore that for a minute because there's other parts that I'm excited about. He became, again, this key example of the people that I'm still having these conversations with, like in my personal life, and I think you are too, which is the people who still conflate the old regime with the new regime and how J.J. and Dayton came from the same cloth but do not do baseball the same way. And looking back in that trade, we already know it's a home run. We agree that that was a great trade for the Royals. But what it signified in retrospect to me was that they actually care about strikeouts. And then I looked at the players they signed this offseason in the starting pitching department and the bullpen guys they went with versus everybody else they drafted before. And the Royals did not prioritize strikeouts until J.J. Piccolo took over. Dayton thought you could just get on without him 
or at least seemingly didn't care to think that they were a priority enough. And it was this pitch to contact mentality that I used to tell you that I hated about their uh, backspin to create velocity home run approach that was wrong. Cole Reagans is an exact example why I think their pitching staff is going to take a big leap. They, again, this offseason prioritized strikeouts. I know Grinky wasn't that guy, but outside of that signing in J.J. Piccolo's career as the GM, and it's a limited one, he cares. He cares. And if you look at the Royals' success, turns out they strike people out when they're good. Well, I think that's what they've done with the bullpen. I know we're talking about Reagan's a starter here, but the entire bullpen and reshaping the bullpen, some of the, not only Will Smith, but some of the other pieces they have brought in. You look at what we perceive to be uh, the likely bullpen at this point, although, of course, when you're talking about who could lose the fifth starting job, maybe that impacts uh, the relievers. You know, Carlos Hernandez sure. is doing, dealing with some soreness again. But they've got some strikeout pitchers in the bullpen to wear and they're veterans that have proven it so it's a little bit different of asking you know young pitchers to come in and hey so much last year was what like throw strikes throw strikes and that was a huge emphasis raid the zone yes there you go were you looking for the slogan raid Raid the the zone zone. that applies but they've they've got so many people that are already proven to do that that i doubt you'll hear raid the zone as much uh, because I think we, there's known commodities to do that. Cole Reagans, yeah, 101. That would be more concerning if uh, perhaps he didn't go through a, the offseason program that he went to. It sounds like he's already been ramped up for a while, and that's why it's a little bit different. It was also one pitch. One yeah. pitch to get the strike. They weren't all he, wasn't, he wasn't consistently throwing 98 to, to 101. Um, he looked great, though. He, he, he God, definitely Cole looked fantastic. Reagans. We've talked about it on this show because you've got to bet on Cole Reagans to lead the American League in strikeouts baseball. or baseball. Yeah, That's tougher, and there's yeah. a reason why he's a – Longer shot than some of the other consistent ones um, because immediately someone was in my mentions and was like, this guy led the league last year. I'm like, I under- do you understand how betting works, sir? <laughs> like, there's a reason why somebody is the favorite. And you can bet on the favorite to lead the league in strikeouts again if you won. That's not where value is played. Yeah, when you have an 80-1 to one bet on on Cole Reagans to lead the league in strikeouts or the majors in strikeouts, yeah, you you feel decent It's like about betting that. on Chris Jones to win. From the odds perspective, it's like betting on Chris Jones to win defensive player of the year, I think. Over the last couple of years, he's been like a 50, 60, 70, 80 to one shot, depending on the year going into it. Well, that's but, for MVP. He's oh, for he, MVP. He's been like 15 to one okay. for defensive. Okay. Player, so for, for, for defensive MVP. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, wait. Yeah. No, just MVP in general. So, I mean, it's a long shot for a reason leading into it. But when, man, when you watch Cole Reagans, I can't. I mean, did the Royals really finally win a trade <laughs> in such a massive way that we all get to joke about it? This is starting to have some of that early buzz of, you had mentioned earlier, for different reasons, Fernando Tatis, or some of these other trades were like, God, that was lopsided. Like, go back to the Tampa Bay Rays are on the, the plus side of this, seemingly consistently, like when they traded the, like the Chris Archer deal. This already has the early buzz of that, doesn't it? Where you're like, boy, they might have just straight up fleeced a team. Because if they found a number one starting pitcher for a year-long rental in a Roldish Chapman, then they got the steal of the century. I mean, I would argue it already looks like the steal. I mean, it already kind of is, isn't it? Because Chapman, you signed in the offseason a year ago, and everybody knew it was a prove-it type of deal for if he just had two or three months, then they're going to flip him. And they ended up flipping him for Cole Reagans. And the minute he put on a Royals uniform, there were some tweaks that, that they, uh-huh. they saw, and he bought into it. I think that's... That's probably an underrated thing, too. How many times have we discussed some players when they go to other places? We've done on the flip side. When Jacob Junis went to the Giants. That's the exact example right. that J.J. pointed out, in fairness. Oh, did he? Okay. so like On we, the show, remember? Yeah. Well, you found it last season. Yeah. Not recently. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, was Junis was willing to make changes once he went to the Giants, not willing to make them maybe here. Cole Reagans. I'm not, I don't know if he was given those same adjustments with the Rangers or not. 
he was willing to make adjustments when he got here, and he's been phenomenal. And the final two months last year, he was pitching like a Cy Young candidate. This is also what comes down to from like, it's not just convincing the player to have organizational trust before they have to make a change. It's having people who are teaching pitching to trust. You remember Jacob Junis, it was Cal Eldred trying to tell him to change something about us. Probably a tough sell, right? They weren't up to the modern standards of pitching development and training. So, of course, some of those guys were having a hard time buying into that notion. There was zero proof that they could develop or were having success developing pitchers at that point. God, Cole Reagans, if they just found like one little snap thing to unlock and he's going to be 101 mile per hour, 200 strikeout guy. It's going to be a fun year for him. Well, they play in a division that not, not as it just poor from a record standpoint. Oh, they strike out as a division? Top three, three of the top seven AL strikeout teams last year were in the AL Central. Great. So, I mean, that, it sets up, you know, yeah, you play everybody, but we know you play your division more, and it sets up very nicely. Got to be excited about Cole Reagans, and I like the fact that, you know, the guy that's pitching today for the Royals, Seth Lugo and Michael Waka, takes some pressure off of what – he has to think going into the season. Cole Reagans doesn't, in his mind, hopefully think he has to be the dude. I do still kind of want to see him on opening day, though. I would as well. I wonder, that's, do you think that, I mean, I, I know Walk, the difference is Walk and Lugo, they didn't sign him to, you know, four-year deals, five-year no. deals, so I could see them still letting Cole Reagans be the opening day starter. I can see when you do Walk because he's just like the vet yeah. who's done it, knows how to do it. You don't have to put that pressure you'd mention on Cole Reagans. But Reagans was here last year. Fans proved would a lot love for to you. see Reagans yeah. on opening day. Give the fans something. Come on. Give now. us something to watch. Continue the momentum from the offseason. Exactly. Uh, coming up in 10 minutes, one thing that's getting brought up again, and I think it's only because it involved a Duke basketball player. We'll get to that momentarily. Uh, free agency is going to start here soon. And even though Russell Wilson continues to make it seem like, oh, he'd be open returning to Denver, uh, we all know he's going to get cut by the Denver Broncos. And so what are yes. the next five years hold? What, are the, what does the next year hold? Can he be a starter somewhere? He was on with Brandon Marshall, the I Am Athlete podcast. Listen to what he had to say. I got more fire than ever, honestly, especially over the past two years of what I've gone through, whether it's in Denver or somewhere else. I, I hope it's in Denver. You know, I hope I get to finish there. I, I committed there. I wanted to be there. You know, I want to be there. For me, it's about winning. Over the next five years, I want to win too. I want to feel the chill of that trophy again. You know, I, I love the city and everything else, but, you know, you also want to be a place that, that wants you too. So the thing that I, I, I want to do is, is, is win, man. That's all, that's all I care about. Glad we got the music. But the R and B at the end there just glad we got the music. Feels very Wilson in a way. It wants to win two out of the next five. Come on now. Like what look Is I, he backing up Mahomes? I am not saying yeah, that was that was the running joke last night for sure. It was like, oh he's gonna be backing up uh quarterback Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. He might get two rings that particular way. I, I just don't know where he lands anyway next year that puts him in a contention spot to begin with. So there's a report that maybe he would take a a smaller deal vet minimum to ensure a starting spot, like some team that's not going to give him starter money, but he just wants to prove he can be effective again. I thought last year he wasn't good, but he also was fine. You know, the the team sucked, but he Russell Wilson was much better last year. He was so bad two years ago. He's not going to be in Denver. They're going to cut him. And I just don't – I don't know other than the ridiculousness of suggesting he's going to win two rings. The guy's Which even not, he doesn't believe, I'm sure. Probably not. I, I would hope not. I mean, I, I'm also going to believe that in the next five years I'm going to go on dates with Sydney Sweeney and all kinds of people. You know, I She's hosting I know, SNL this week. She is. That's why I brought it. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she is hosting SNL on Sunday night or Saturday night. Um, look, is this there a is team delusional. that's a mediocre quarterback away? 
I can't think of one. Is that ever not the to case? winning a championship to, to go to on being a mediocre? Run? Sure, well, that's why like the Falcons. If they sign Kirk Cousins, the Falcons, I could see them winning one or two playoff games. Sure, I don't think suddenly the Falcons are Super Bowl champions. Um, but if, yeah, so like, there's the bound. Russell Wilson, can he take the Pittsburgh Steelers from being the last wild card spot in a, in a nine or ten win team to winning eleven or twelve? May, maybe, but to being a true threat, I, I don't believe so. He's not that quarterback. I why, Russ, man, look. Just find anybody who will let you start and go from there. Don't talk about Super Bowls until you find a gig. I'm not 100% confident Russell Wilson starts for an NFL team this year. Now, I'll say this in Russell Wilson's defense. As you pointed out, he had an average year this year. He was, like, fine. He wasn't good. He wasn't awful. He was whatever. Um, But he got run out of town, not because he played like garbage the whole time he was uh, under Sean Payton. He got run out of town because Payton never wanted his ass. I said this from the very beginning, and it was absolutely more true every second. Sean Payton did not want the Denver Broncos job. He wanted other, better jobs. The only team who was offering him a job was the Broncos. Sean Payton did not like Russell Wilson. He did not want Russell Wilson. He wanted a different quarterback. He was stuck with his ass. So he wrote it out for a year. It was mediocre. Now he's going to run him out of town now that he gets the say. So it's not like Russell Wilson might still be attractive to another team as a starter, but he's got to square that away before he can even joke about stuff. I would, here's my, my suggestion. Get an NFC team, man. Do not, do not think you are getting anywhere near a Super Bowl. So where is he going? Where's he going? Minnesota? Minnesota. Yeah. Kirk wait, Cousins Kirk- goes signs a three for one thirty deal with the Falcons, and you go toss it to Justin Jefferson for a bit, presuming they don't trade him out of town for you. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on where do you think the Vikings are at as an organization. We know they're they're gonna try to get something done long term with Justin Jefferson. How how close are the Vikings in that are in their own division? We know the Lions just won that division. They were in the NFC title game. Uh, the Packers, everybody's in love with right now, heading into next season because Jordan Love and what he did in the back half of the season. The Bears, if they draft Caleb Williams, who knows? I mean, if he's the guy that some people think he is, they could have almost instant success. That That's a lot of pressure, but that, that's a f- feasible thing based off of some of the expectation around Caleb Williams. So where are the Vikings fit? Are they better off signing Kirk Cousins to a couple years, signing Russell Wilson for one or two years to just be a nine-win team? The worst thing you can be is is a nine-win football team or ten-win football team in the NFL and, and, and be nowhere yeah. – just be in the middle of the road. But if Russ will really take a league men deal, then maybe you have, you can always talk yourself into, if he'll take a vet men, you can talk yourself into, what if we build a great roster around a vet men or in quarterback who's mm, okay? Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying it's a great plan, but it's a plan. Russ wants to feel the chill of the trophy again, Cody. Let's yeah, go. Let's ride, baby. Ooh. When was the last time he felt it? Like 10 years ago? How long ago did he win his Super Bowl? Feels like that if it 13? I mean, I think it's been a decade, man. Probably right. He didn't even remember what it's like to feel a playoff win anymore. <laughs> Coming up next, though, we'll get into why one thing is a bigger controversy than it needs to be. Plus, somebody's going back to college next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Just getting started here on a Monday, Cody and Gold. So there's one thing that... I think is getting way more attention and it's only because it involves the Duke blue devils. And it would be the case if it involved Kansas or Kentucky as well. I yeah, the same I, like five or six teams we'd all list off. Sure. But it was college basketball upset win, right? For wake Forest, big time win. wake Forest knocks off big, bad Duke. Okay. Court storm happens. The same thing we've seen happen multiple times a week here recently, actually. Yeah. It and seems like it's been a little yeah, more frequently. Court storms just happen in general. The, no, there, there's not a rule book for it, but certainly the it used to be like always, oh, you know, you knocked off the number one team or top five team. Now it's like, well, they were ranked, so it just doesn't matter. Anyway, they so, were ranked and we're at home, so we're coming so on the court. Court storms definitely happened, but during the court storm, one of the Duke players, Kyle Filipowski, got bumped into, knocked over, and he's getting helped off the court. I think now we've learned it's a sprained ankle. Fortunately, nothing more serious, but they have every right to be pissed off about it. Um, but he said it was intentional in his post-game comments. And then immediately, immediately you've had what I think is an overreaction from a lot of people that cover the sport saying, see, this is why we don't need court storms and they should be banned in college basketball. Look, I'm not anti-court storm. I've actually stormed a football field once. As a matter of fact, it was fun to do in college because that's what it's supposed to be. It's college kids having a good time. I don't think this should be the example people use to, to cancel court storming because 90% of the programs, Cody, have figured out the safety aspect to this. We've all seen it, right? You get the line of 15 security guys in yellow jackets, yep. and they've got the, the cord, the, the rope, I should say, that creates that single line that protects the players and the coaching staff. And usually that works. It hasn't worked when John Curry's the athletic director, okay? John Curry, former K-State athletic director, now the AD over Wake Forest. If you go back to 2015, just a simple Google search, John Curry court storm. February of 2015, very similar explanation he gave then when his staff didn't have a plan put together with the security to prevent a court storm uh, and causing some you know issues that could arise. Same thing. I just don't think he cares about it and values the safety on these court storms. Don't let John Curry's ineptitude impact court storming for everybody else. Great. I know we're not all going to agree on this, but let's agree on the fact that let's establish one thing. John Curry's an idiot and has been an idiot for some time. This is not new information, so we're good there. I'm, I am pleasantly happy and surprised because I got to be honest, your Kansas brethren are the biggest fuddy-duddies about this whole stupid thing. We don't have to court storm at Kansas. We're too good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't want to hear this nonsense. They don't have an opportunity. That Uh is a fact. uh They've had plenty of opportunities, you mentioned, in football to do it. And happily drag their goalpost all the way down the lake. And by the way, I'm cool with that, too, because it's fun. Exactly. Don't take away fun things.
just because one bad thing happened once. Like, I go back to, you know, we talk all the time about rule changes and when they were necessary or unnecessary. You know what was one of the most unnecessary rule changes of the last 10 years? Running into the catcher in baseball. Because Buster Posey got hurt once. We took, we got rid of one of the most exciting plays in the entire sport. Because one young player who was good got hurt once. That's what this is. This is, it's Duke. Not a single person, we wouldn't even have come on the air today if people were complaining because someone at Miami got hurt in a court storm with a sprained ankle. Yeah, there's five wouldn't schools. even have taken it to the air. Yeah, there's five schools that would justify this kind of, not even justify, but cause yeah. this sort of action uh, and response. And I, I truly think most of the schools have really figured this out. Because like, there's a clear safety concern. I think we understand. Yeah, just rub it off. But most schools have figured out how to make this work. This wasn't a last-second shot either. That's why I, I'm actually putting the blame on John Curry, the athletic director of Wake Forest. This wasn't, oh, Wake Forest, full court, buzzer beater. Oh, my gosh. How would they be prepared? It was trending, going that way the whole time. It, it was trending that way with under a minute to go. It was pretty clear what was yeah. going to happen. And so you should have had a plan like most of the schools do with security. Their security doesn't need to worry about the students rush to the court. Security's job should be to get. We're about these the 12, ba- these yeah. 20 people. Get, to the, staff, get yeah. to the scores table, rope it off. We've seen other schools execute this perfectly and prevent an incident like this potentially happening again. Um, th- this is just somebody not actually putting a plan in place and caring about uh, safety during this circumstance. Also, but no, we don't need to ban court storms. Also, g- good luck, I guess. Yeah, how do you what, enforce what? it? There's, it's 20,000 people. Yeah, with 20 security guards. What are you going to do? Fine every student off his meal card who <laughs> comes onto the court? What's the point? Now, here's another dumb rule. This is This goes back to the same thing. Like we talk about like show calls and all these other things, like these kids would be like, we're going to we're gonna ban Kansas from a tournament game because they cheated 10 years ago? Stop trying to punish people who have nothing to do with it. All the players did was win a basketball game. It's not their fault fans went onto the court. So if you start making this like a university punishment, like, well, you forfeit the game or you lose a scholarship if you have five court stormings. What's the point? Well, also, you're not fine the university. All stupid. Yeah, you're, not mean, inf- you're not punishing anybody who did the thing. And it shouldn't matter. It's fun. College yeah, not- athletics are supposed to be fun. It's the last remaining yeah. non-business part of college athletics, right? Just like the, oh, we're kids, we're goofy, haha, fun times. Yeah, I mean, they're, well, you're not going to kick the kids out of school. What, are you going to also kick 5,000 students out of school if that's going to be your punishment? Yeah, there's no way to really stop it, but you can protect the players better. And I think a majority of yeah. these schools have actually done a pretty damn good job at that. This was a lapse because I still think there's a common denominator here, and it happens to be the athletic director at Wake Forest. Yeah, someone else points out Caitlin Clark at yeah, she Iowa. Got run over. She got ran into, yeah, during one of the court storms. So it, it happens. There's going to be situations where it is uh, not avoidable. I think if we're looking at uh, consequences and, and ideas, I saw one idea was interesting. I just don't think it's realistic, which was, is there a way to like delay basically where you're like, Oh, you got 15 seconds after the game. Well, that defeats the whole point of the, the natural fun and reaction of the sport of rushing the court. Do you think it would really work if they put a timer and they said, give us 15 seconds and what the fans just, the students count down. I mean, I, get, I mean, if is you're that, guaranteeing is a that, chance to be on the court, it, then they're on it, the court. Is, Maybe. That, a new, is that a new tradition where then the students start counting down? And they're literally like the ball drop and it's like 10, 9, 8, and it's all the way till zero. And then they storm. I don't know how realistic that is. I'm open to that idea a little bit. 
But overall, yes, the the 19-year-old kid that's having a good time in college, I don't think you need to take away court storming because one institution here, again, hasn't figured out how to protect them. Two uh, underreported parts of this story, in my opinion. One, Kyle Filipowski could only play at Duke. Listen to that name. And that, sure. that is just, God, classic Duke basketball player name. I mean, right? Didn't even have a choice to go to another school. Kyle Filipowski, that's a Duke player. You and I both know it. That's a Duke player. Absolutely. That's his name. Also, there is video evidence that kind of looks like maybe he's trying to trip people as much as they're trying yeah, to the trip over, him. Okay. A Duke player yeah. trying to trip people? Never heard of that. Yeah, Grayson. They've never done that, have mm-hmm. they? Yeah. Grayson Allen. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to trip people. His name's Kyle. It all just tracks. You know? Your, your sarcasm is so thick that somebody else is going to trip over it. <laughs> I just don't think that it's, I just don't think it's that big a deal. Who cares? They're just having fun. Guy got a sprained ankle. I don't know. I'm assuming this text is sarcasm from the 913 or from the 620. It says, put a 10 foot tall hockey glass around the court. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and assume that sarcasm. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and assume that sarcasm and hope. Okay. I'm going to yeah. really hope that's a sarcastic text that we're getting. 913 have you ever been part of a, a court storm or a field storm? Nope. It's nope. fun. It is fun. Oh, I bet it is. It Again, is. nope. I've got nothing against it. Seems like a good time. Yeah. Uh, I went to UMKC for basketball. So, so you're you're telling me though, if you're going, if you go up to North Dakota and it's a Summit League championship for you, I don't think route, everyone's going to storm you, the court not, there. And if they win the championship, just to go to the NCAA tournament. You don't think that the UMKC faithful would storm the court? It's hard to say. Oh, I bet you they would. I mean, if they're in the finale, maybe, right? Well, I'm saying the championship to get yeah. to the NCAA tournament. Your Roos are playing good right now, too, Cody. They are. I was, uh, you know what? I was, uh, like, really digging into the stats a little bit. They're playing close against not great teams, but they're also beating good teams. Fun. So I don't really know if I should be, you know, like, they should have probably beaten Omaha more, but there's only two games left in the regular season. Are they going to be a beaten, top four seed? They're going to be four or five, and they have beaten three of the top five seeds in the tournament in the last six weeks. So they've beaten the one, two, and four seed in the tournament right now in the Summit League in the last six weeks. They're playing some good ball. Okay. And they took one of the the second or the third-ranked team to overtime. So I don't know. Maybe this is the year. Maybe this is the year I'm finally going to go watch UMKC playing Dayton or whatever, you know? Thinking of college, uh, we did get news over the weekend from Adam Schefter that former Chiefs offensive coordinator and assistant head coach Eric Bieniemy, who, of course, just spent the last year uh, in D.C. with the Commanders, uh, is going back to college, is going to take a offensive coordinator, assistant head coach gig with UCLA. Remember, Chip Kelly left UCLA. Yep. Uh, Some new staff. And now he's going back to the college game. Three years ago, his name came up for the Colorado search as the head coach. He interviewed for it, technically, or at least he, he I don't know if he was he ever interviewed. He went and met with yeah. somebody at the University of Colorado. Fast yeah. forward to 2024, and he's now going to, to to UCLA just to be an offensive coordinator. And I actually it's think... It's like a bummer, kind of. Well, it's, a, it's, it's definitely a bummer based off of how the conversations have been the last couple of years. And yeah. it was pretty clear he wasn't going to ever get a head coaching opportunity in the NFL. I wonder, does his his style, with all the reports that came out of D.C. this year, that players didn't like him? Let's just be honest. They didn't. And I, I know here in Kansas City, plenty of players came out and supported him. I, I, I'm not doubting that. We saw it. And I, I do think there's something to be said that if he's already a part of an established winning culture, I think his style in the NFL works when you're around losers and talking about just win and loss. Losers, yeah, sure. uh, you're, you're not going to be able to probably have that style. And in D.C., when with the players that they had there, that wasn't a good fit, clearly. Yes. So he goes to college where he can teach, he can he he can, you know, 
help young men become men like he talks about all the time. Like I, I think his style where he's probably going to be more respected by even the 19-year-old kid than he was the 27-year-old that's making $30 million. That's like, yeah, this isn't 1985, 1990 anymore. You can't treat me that way. You can't have this disciplinary attitude. That's just not who we are. I actually think it could work in college a little bit. I I feel bad for him because I felt like he was never given the opportunity, and now I feel like he's essentially taken a, gra- a downgrade three consecutive years. He went from head coaching candidate, like real head coaching candidate, to offensive coordinator for a not-good football team to offensive coordinator for a college team. It's like it just feels like his career is heading in the wrong direction. My fear over the college thing, and I do think – there was a time in which he is, is that people who coach the way Eric Bieniemy do are leaving the sport. Less of them, like Nick Saban, college too, right? Basketball. They're, they've been leaving the sport. The tough nose, I'm going to get these kids in line. I'm going to ride them hard for four years. I'm going to get them a degree, and we're going to work together. That type of coaching style is less and less as it's become more of a business on the college football end where – these guys can leave you immediately. They have millions of dollars in some cases, right? Or tens of thousands or hundreds yep. of thousands of dollars. So you're going to have to I, deal with them at a slightly more professional level than you used to. Not the NFL, not to that stage, but still more than college football was five years ago. I, I do think, you know, with the connections back West, I I, I think imagine on a recruiting level, Eric Bieniemy, your mom and dad with in kids, your living room, yeah. and he walks in and he's, pitching you on why your son should go to UCLA. He's going to be very good at that. I agree. <laughs> I, think, I think he's going to be very good at that, uh, which is a huge part of the job that he'll have. And bringing structure and yeah. diligence and the yeah. things that like some college programs, bad college programs, because you always think of like, we talk about how bad a head coaching is in the NFL. Okay. Now take a college. What do you think? Every college coach has the entire structure and organizational stuff figured out. No, but Eric bien can help you with that. For UCLA's sake, I, it makes a lot of sense. Do you think he ever I've been gets, all over this if I was UCLA. Do you think he ever gets back in the NFL? And so he's 54 no. years old. Do you think he ever takes a coordinator job in the NFL again? Or is it just now like, okay, he realized, finished his career yeah. in, in college? I think he's a college coach now. Maybe I'm wrong, but here's, here's where part of it is. If you do a good job at UCLA, a college program will give you a head coaching job. You could still live that dream. It won't be at a big, big, big boy program right away, I don't think. Like, I don't think, you know, you're not getting Texas if it came out. Sure, of course. No, I got you. But I do think that you could get a, you know, 12 job or some of the other stuff that could come available. If you do a nice job at UCLA, I definitely think it could lead to that. Or it could lead to higher level offensive coordinator program stuff like Kelly had done. There's more room in it for him. But no, I kind of feel like maybe he's, I think if you're 54 years old and the NFL head coaching thing's not going to happen, you go to college. I still think he wants to be a head coach. I never listened to the people the first time, Gold, who used to be like, are you even sure he wants to be a head coach? I'm like, what do you think he's doing all these interviews Yeah, he did like 25 interviews. He interviewed with almost every team in the league. What, do you think he's just doing those for fun? No, he wants to be a head coach. I think he probably sees this. And look, I don't know if the part he's saying where he's like, the commanders didn't fire me, I fired them. Or That wasn't what he said. He just said he left. They they would have let him stay, but he chose to leave. Yeah, and it sounds like, so Dan Quinn's the new head coach, defensive-minded coach. They met. We know that. Was there an offer? Say, hey, we'd love to have you around still, but it's not going to be in as an OC. And then Eric Bieniemy pursued other options. Yeah, is that what he means by not? You know, I, I think at minimum there was probably a demotion coming if he was kept around. But I'll point to some of the comments again out of the nation's capital from players that weren't a huge fan of his. There doesn't mean people weren't a huge fan of him in Kansas City. They obviously were but just from the most recent situation. And so I don't think he was ever returning to the commanders once Ron Rivera was fired. No, I don't think so either. The text line, by the way, I 
missed this during the topic of court storming. From the 816, did Jay Bills really said just arrest the kids? Yes, he says give them all citations and arrest them. Yeah, that was going back to the court storming argument. Jay Bills, yes. Really, who Jay? I, who, I, I, who I think most really? people respect. Terrible opinion. Terrible take. Just to, to, arrest all the kids. Give them all citations. Like a parking ticket? <laughs> By the way, it's going to tear it up. How, how what, are you, you taking IDs? Well, how are they? How do you plan do you on know actually how unenforceable doing? that is? Well, just how do you plan on? I mean, okay, let's say uh, a th- twelve hundred kids rush the court. How many do you actually think you're going to be able to stop and cite, cite, give a citation? He might is he might be more effective trying to bust up frat parties and charge people for underage drinking. <laughs> like I'm just like, what are you trying to accomplish with this? That'll never work. Speaking of rule changes, by the way, mm-hmm. the NFL, we're going to hear stuff all week, and I bet there'll be a topic almost every day this week about some other rule change that the NFL is considering. Because we know at some point they'll discuss the tush push or they'll try to change the overtime rules again in some way that doesn't affect the Chiefs or doesn't help the Chiefs, whatever. First up on the docket, the kickoffs again. And I got a real simple solution for you, NFL. Just stop them. I understand. I understand why you have wanted to try to preserve this play, but there's a very simple math problem here. The NFL is trying to figure out how to keep what used to be one of the most exciting plays in the sport alive while also making it not dangerous at all. And I'm just here to tell you, that's not possible. That is not a doable circumstance. Just get rid of it. We'll just forget the kickoffs ever existed. As Quentin pointed out before the show, there wasn't a single kickoff return in the entire Super Bowl. Did it stop my enjoyment of the game? No. Kickoffs don't go for touchdowns anymore. It's not an exciting play anymore. So I don't care about it anymore. Just put the ball to 25 and be done with it. We're wasting our time with kickoffs. I mean, even the adjustments that they have made, we're wasting our time. Just 22% was the return rate on these kicks. It just had everybody line up. Theatrics. It's just fake is all we're doing here Mm -hmm. when it comes to the kickoffs. So it is a waste of time. We all love the big splashy kickoff returns, but they're not happening anymore. So unless you think you can find a way to bring that back, which is being lax on safety measures, or maybe you'll watch what the XFL tried to do and some other fake kickoff setup that prompts some more kickoff returns. Maybe you explore that, but otherwise, yes, it is a giant waste of time. It's also why onside kicks to me are something that should be given an option, not, not getting rid of. And someone right away will say, well, then, if you're down, you just have no way to get the ball back. No, the other alternative, which is 4th and, and 20 or 4th yeah. and 15, uh, a chance to convert a 4th and 15 to get the ball, retain possession, something like that. We all love the kickoff at the time, but we're, we're way past what kickoffs were when, you know, even when we were a little watching or whatever. Anybody for much of their life were watching football. Yeah, and that's the point. Like, I see the same thing. Like you said, kickoff goes away. So does the onside kick. Do you realize no. the current success rate of the onside kick, by the way? But you don't have to get rid of the it's onside like, kick. You, you don't. just do the alternative. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's also, it has a success rate of like 0.00. It's like, it's the same odds you have of going on a date with Sydney Sweeney Gold, as you had mentioned you're earlier. You're giving me 0.01? 0.001% shot. So you're saying it. there's I'll, a I'll take it. <laughs> you know, I'll take it. That you guys just happen to hit it off when you run into each other in a bar in a bar airport one time. Yeah, her okay? and I are going to be chilling at Boulevard and Guy's Deli inside KCI one you day. Bought, That's you layover bought, for her in Kansas City. You got stuck in a giant layover and you're like, yeah, screw it. I'm going to buy that United Way business lounge. And she just happens to be sitting in there, you know? Oh, if that's what it took. If I need to get access to the, yeah, whatever whatever it's called, the Laurel Lounge or whatever, yeah. or whatever it is. But I'll give you, that's how you get the same odds. It's uh, just not, a, neither of them are high percentage anymore. Kickoffs all go through the back of the end zone. By the way, teams are going to stop returning it even more. The NFL this year, the league data, suggests the number of kickoffs in which you are more successful than just taking it at the 25 is like 20%. 
it's such, it's just, it doesn't even make sense. You are more likely to be backed up further than the 25 than you are to take the ball past the 25. And it is still twice as likely to cause a concussion in the NFL than any other play on the field. Well, not a surprise, Gold. It's both people running full speed 30 yards away from each other. I still think they should explore before they fully eliminate it. Cause that's what, if they're not willing Try to make the XFL, one, if they're not willing to make one other adjustment, then just get rid of kickoffs. But the XFL, for those that don't know, remember they merged though. So it's yeah. not even the XFL anymore, but this is what they tried last year where the kicker lines up at his own 30, right? 10 other members of the kickoff team line up at the opponent's 35. Okay. So they're way already down the field. So it eliminates that the, collision. The sprinting at each other. Part, Five yeah. yards away from the returning team. The kicker and returner are the only players who are allowed to move until the ball is fielded. Touchbacks are placed at the 35-yard line. So they're down the field. They're just standing there waiting. The kicker kicks it. He starts running. The return man obviously moves to, to catch the ball. Once he touches it, then everybody can go. It's like blocking I, like a regular I play. know it sounds so gimmicky, but if – it does present an opportunity still for a real kickoff return while eliminating the 30-plus yard head start in collision or whatever it might yeah. end up being. I mean, if they want to try something different, it's fine. I think the inevitability is 15 years from now, we won't have kickoffs and we'll have some other onside kick alternative. I also just think, like, I know it's a Hail Mary play and you're not supposed to do it, but, like, you're not supposed to have a chance. Like, I like giving team a better chance to come back late because it just makes yeah. the game more exciting. I get it. Because somebody would be like, wouldn't that be the same as like adding a 10 point spot on a basketball court? You're just essentially allowing them to get back in the game for no other reason than because they completed something that's not supposed to be done. Yeah, kind of. But in the end, all I care about is good games down to the wire where people have a chance to win. And in the Chiefs case, obviously, you got a way better shot at converting fourth and 15 than anyone else in league or fourth and 20 than anyone else. It's still a low percentage play. It's just higher than an onside kick. That's all. Coming up next, we know the salary cap is up in the NFL by a wider margin than anybody thought it would on Friday. But one unintended consequence of that we'll explain next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.